Love is the light inside your heart. It's a night until your fart. When the <laughs> lyrics do not batter or further the plot. <laughs> when music doesn't matter. <laughs> music. New World Pictures podcast where we talk about every movie released by New World Pictures. I am Ryan and I have picked out a treat for you this week. A little Christmas treat! You know, New World Pictures did not release a whole lot of Christmas movies. In fact, we talked about the really the only Christmas movie they released last year when we did Home for Christmas. Mm. But this year we've got a different one because it's a movie they released on Christmas. And of course, Joining me to talk about this animated extravaganza, as always, is Mark. If you had told me that this movie was Pinocchio Goes to a Strip Club, I would have liked it so much more. (laughs) And Erica? Um, If you would have told me that this was a bootleg Pinocchio, I might have enjoyed it more. (laughs) Of course it's a bootleg Pinocchio. This is New World Pictures podcast. I'm not going to do the real (laughs) Pinocchio. I can't release that. Uh, and of course, the extravagance that we're talking about is none other than Filmations, but released by New World Pictures, 1987 classic, Pinocchio and the Emperor of the Night. Hey, how are you? Me? You look a lot like a puppet I saw once. Name was Pistachio. That's Pinocchio. Because the world needs all the magic. Ah, ah. Music and adventure it can get. Filmation proudly presents. Coming towards me through the moonlight was a band of uh, pirates. Pinocchio and the Emperor of the Night. I'm a real life boy again. All new. When the going gets tough, the tough gets buzzy. All wonderful. Starring everyone's favorite hero. Couldn't have said it better myself. Pinocchio, like you've never seen or heard him before. Inside your heart, where your freedom has to start. this light of love will set you free. Pinocchio, fight for his freedom. The Emperor of the Night. You're not going anywhere. Leave them alone! Pinocchio and the Emperor of the Night. Featuring the voices of Ed Asner. Our fearless leader. James Earl Jones. You are in my domain. 
John Knotts. And Ricky Lee Joe. Coming this Christmas. And that's no lie. Ha! I get it. God, I have so many thoughts about that trailer. I have now, so many thoughts. I sometimes try to find a very short trailer, and I did. But I, then I found this one, and this was like, no. I got. We have to do the full trailer to get us all ready to talk about Pinocchio and the Emperor of the Night. Just to get us all excited. for. The- I mean, that trailer included clips from the movie, but didn't tell the story accurately at all. So, uh, you know, spoilers, neither did the movie. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is... This movie is directed by Hal Sutherland, who just did a lot of filmation stuff. He was one of the founders, and he directed a lot of filmation stuff. It was written by, inconceivably, three people. Uh, <laughs> Robbie London, Barry O'Brien, Dennis O'Flaherty. Who knows what they were all doing? Did they all write it together? Did they each take a go at the script? I doubt it, because that would seem to mean that three different people put the script together. And it feels like this is a very rough draft. You heard all the voices that are in it, but we left out a couple key voices, specifically Tom Bosley. It's Bosley's law. When it comes to keeping a handle on trash, you can never have too strong a grip. Crowd is hushed. Why take chances? Glad handle tie bags have three plies of stress flex that makes the bag and handles extra strong, which comes in handy when your son goes for the world trash throw record. He did it! The crowd goes crazy! Glad handle tie trash and tall kitchen garbage bags. Why take chances? Get glad. I mean, obviously, we that's what we all know Tom Bosley from. Of um, that's the thing that we all obviously. know. Obviously, that in this bags. movie. And this, the two mm-hmm. things that he was most known for. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we have Scott Grimes of Critters fame, who's oh. playing Pinocchio at the ripe young age of 15. So <laughs> The voice matches. Yeah. Total 15-year-old so, voice right a little, there. Well, late voice change for Scotty there. <laughs> God, slam on Scotty. <laughs> Scotty's voice is the least of my worries. <laughs> When it comes to all of my so worries true. I have about so this movie. True. Um, yeah, wow. Um, well, uh, yeah, so <laughs> this is a, an unofficial sequel to Pinocchio, but that doesn't mean that, that that tells the entire story, so we might as well go around and find out what this movie is about. Mark, what is Pinocchio and the Emperor of the Night about? This is about a single father and a fairy godmother who attempt to raise a boy without any fundamental understanding of what it means to rear a child. <laughs> yep, that's true. They they are terrible co-parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not good. <laughs> yeah. Their child is one year old, and they uh-huh. send him off into the woods with a jeweled yeah. box. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. yeah. They no. are both like, can't be bothered. It's like, <laughs> you know... Uh, <laughs> it's like you just got a remote control car and you just tape down the the little remote you taped right. it forward 
And you just, you know, and then you just... You, just, you take you just down the accelerator trigger yeah. and you're just like, let it go. And you just let it go. And then occasionally you you just grab it off of the wall and set it back on the floor and let it go another direction. <laughs> but continue to walk away. Like, I'm good. I have done everything I need to do. I'm going to go about my own business. Absolutely. It's like Geppetto was going, oh, I really screwed up and made him a boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why did I wish for that? <laughs> uh, Erica, what is... Pinocchio and the Emperor of the Night about? Uh, I don't know what it was about, Ryan. <laughs> there were songs that didn't make any sense. Yeah. There was a bee, a talking bee. Yeah. Um, but I think really the lesson, my big takeaway was that um, Pinocchio's a liar. Uh, that he... <laughs> that, that is true. That tracks. Cannot fulfill a simple task. No. Right. Not at all. No. Um, and that, you know, one can truly and, you know, pretty seamlessly make the cha- the transition from puppet to human to puppet to human to puppet to human without any, you know, noticeable, um, repercussions. Yeah. Repercussions. yeah the consequences are really yeah, the consequences low. Consequences are yeah. very low. Yeah, it, very it, low. It, it was a big thing in the first one. Yeah. And, uh, if you want to consider this the sequel, it's a real flip flop back and forth. A yeah. Lot that's a flip between flop. Boy and, and puppet. Yeah. It's, it's real easy now. Yeah. It was really uh, very specifically a big moment in the yeah. first one. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, to me, I felt like, speaking of that first one, I felt this was the real story of Pinocchio. One oh. in which a fame-hungry one-year-old with a thirst for female puppets seeks to become a star. <laughs> this is essentially an animated version of Showgirls, basically. Wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, oh. wow. Look, you look at, you look at, you look, <laughs> you look... At the carnival, that's Las Vegas. Okay. It all tracks. Just, you know, just... That's a strip club. That's what I was saying <laughs> at the beginning. That's a strip club. This, this is mean, Pinocchio's say, strip club. This is just an animated show, girls, guys. I mean, he just It's wants... Pinocchio's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, oh, now, God. according... According to Letterboxd... I'm already having more fun than I did during this entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, according to Letterboxd, this is the synopsis. We're on Letterboxd. Find us there. Give us a follow if you can. Pinocchio and his friends, a glowworm, and a marionette. Um, hmm. What? Hmm? Yeah. I know the glow bug. He's a glow bug, not a glow worm. A marionette? The marionette is one he saves. He doesn't travel around with a marionette no isn't the marionette g willikers don Knotts's character no that's the no, glow that's bug. the glow bug the marionette is the is the little girl twinkle, uh, twinkle. she's uh, the marionette oh right, right he right. doesn't travel around with her no no, no not no. at all no no so okay he's, she's just his fuck doll <laughs> i mean he's hoping Wow. wow! He wow, was wow, open. Wow, wow. Do you see when he sees her? When he finally goes in and sees her during uh, puppet puppetinos, puppetino. What's the puppetinos? Puppetinos Pizzeria. <laughs> <laughs> yes, puppetino. Once he sees that show, he is like, "Ooga!" <laughs> he is like, "Looky, looky at that puppet. I like he." Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, His anyway. nose wasn't getting long, but. <laughs> Uh-oh. Something else. Okay, so a glow worm and a marionette. Wrong. Search for a magic <laughs> mu- music box. Wrong. Wrong. Not magic. <laughs> it's it's not a music box. It's simply a box he made for the mayor. Right. That's it's it. Full of, yeah. uh, made of jewels. 
Yeah, it's jewel. They call it jewel box many times. Right. Which he then, uh, then he, he sees a jewel and gives them the box and takes the jewel. What is he going to give the jewel to the mayor? Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm I'm getting off track because I'm already pissed off. He's only one year old. (laughs) Yes, I know. This kid does not understand negotiation. He's a baby. The surprise, the the fact that he can walk and talk is a, is amazing. Yeah. He's, he's, he still doesn't have uh, object permanence at this point. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or task permanence <laughs> certainly no task permanence uh, alright but anyway so they're searching for a magic music box also wrong putting them in danger from the evil Scalawag and the Emperor of the Night Scalawag is not evil he's a con man and he's a jerk but he ends up helping Pinocchio uh, along the way he's not evil it's Puppetino that's evil as well as the Emperor of the Night you're wrong Letterboxd um, it's not your fault. You got this from wherever. And <laughs> no, I, I think that Letterbox... I'm apologizing to Letterbox Incorporated. Just so they don't come slam down. Hold my... them accountable oh. for this. <laughs> Someone at Letterbox is writing a cease and desist order for us right, right now. Exactly. Like, Leave us alone. My God. Being so mean. You think you're so good at this? Why don't you try it? Um, as if it wasn't clear why I chose Pinocchio and the Emperor of the Night. It's still not this clear. Episode. Yeah. Not clear at all. Unclear. All right. Well, it was I, released. I, I can't wait for this. It was released on Christmas 1987. So this counts as a New World Christmas movie. I have never oh. wanted to rewatch Home for Christmas so much more. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a real, my God, like a real we, triumph. Uh, we got a real way, downgrade. Where to watch uh, Pinocchio and the Emperor of the Night. Don't, is almost, just don't t- don't tell people, please don't. <laughs> it's everywhere. You don't need even. You don't need much. It's on IMDb TV, which is how we watched it. It's on Tubi. It's on Pluto TV. It's on YouTube. It's everywhere. You can find this thing anywhere. What you, you can't can find, find it on it is in your heart. <laughs> it is streaming in your heart. Uh, sadly, it's going to stream in all of our memories. Oh which, my god! <laughs> unfortunately, oh. <laughs> even though we don't want it to. It's taking up precious bandwidth in our brains. Goodbye, cherished (laughs) childhood memory. Hello, lyrics to the song from Pinocchio. (laughs) But, and and the Emperor's new groove. That's right. (laughs) And the Emperor's new night. Now, I know that this is not, was not sanctioned by Disney, but if this is considered a sequel, this is a good 47 years in the making. Uh, Is this probably the longest gap? In a franchise? Mm. Um, per gaps. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> oh my. Ooh, watch out, Grumblebee. You're not the only one that can make a pun. <laughs> I don't know, Ryan. I feel like that this is a loaded question. <laughs> I have no answer. I'm, I'm just... I'm just submitted to the group to me it Ooh. certainly seems like rhetorical it. i thought certainly you ran the numbers on that one i didn't yeah. run the numbers i thought maybe somebody might have but apparently not nope every, every, you guys watch this movie and we're like i'm not running any numbers nope <laughs> no number running here all right so we start this movie off and right away we get the setup of an evil carnival and also very quickly just as quickly a shitty song yeah oh. god that's <laughs> so song. bad Oh, oh my God. God. I was so mad when it started. It's Pinocchio's birthday. He's a year old. And in comes uh, the good fairy, she's also called, also the fairy godmother, uh, with the, for the voice of Ricky Lee Jones. 
who's coming in and starts singing a song. And that was a point for... Now, Erica admittedly loves musicals, correct? Correct, yes. So, yeah, I am not the biggest I also, fan. until this movie, loves cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> Cartoon musicals. Yeah, so, yeah. But now this has ruined them, all of yeah. those for, yeah. for you. So then we had a song. Okay, so you think you're, this is in for a musical, but then another song doesn't return forever. I think my first disappointment was... What child would be satisfied with just a song for their present? Like Geppetto has set this up like we're gonna have a party. He's got little party hats. God bless him. He even has a party hat for the bird. He's made a cake. Mm-hmm. Got a cake. And then yeah. this bitch with mystical powers floats in and all she has brought to the party is a song. Well, Get and she and she gives Get a wrecked. Where's the present? She gives a gift, and it's actually, I think, one of the only funny moments. Where she like disappears and she's like, enjoy your gift. And he's like, what gift? Yeah. There's no <laughs> yeah. gift. There's no gift. I mean, the gift comes along later. Right. Okay. But at the time, there's no gift, which is still to a one-year-old. Yeah. That is like, you might as well hit him in the face. Yeah. You sang him a song and he was like, and? Here's a, here's a gift. What gift? I have no gift. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. No, but also she, she, she totally fucks with him and she says, you know, you got to be careful with the decisions you make because... You could always make a wrong decision and turn back into a puppet. And he's like, yeah. wait, I can turn back into a puppet? She's like, bye-bye. Gotta yeah, go. I go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I just said a little too much. Whoopsie. Bye-bye. <laughs> she is yeah. awful. She says, if you take your freedom for granted, you might lose it. You might even become a puppet again. He's like, I could become another puppet? She's like, see ya. <laughs> I mean, that is like his worst nightmare. She yeah. just l- dropped that onto him. It's like, but Geppetta could die tomorrow. God, bye. Like, yeah. it's like, What? That is not something you tell a one-year-old. Oh, my God. Yeah. She messed with him. She oh, messed with him. Awful. That's like dropping your kids off at school, and as they as they get out of the car, you're like, bye-bye, I'll never see you again. Bye. And driving away. <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> or you kiss them goodnight for bed, but instead of saying goodnight, you say goodbye. <laughs> and they're like, like no, wait, you, what? You messed it up again, Mom. You, you meant to say goodbye. Did I? No, No, no I didn't. <laughs> not only does he have that going on but then immediately geppetto is puts him in charge because it's his birthday again take control of the situation geppetto here and he's like hey let me take this box you've made for the mayor and i'll drop it off at his house and he's like well i guess you're getting old enough for these things no he's not he's been alive for a year yeah but he's maybe in, maybe in puppet stuff. years it's 20 years to every one don't I mean, def- that's all I can assume. Him. Don't, <laughs> don't defend him. Don't defend him. You're a total Geppetto defender. <laughs> Team Geppetto. Well, he, also, he also says to a one-year-old, take this jeweled box. You're going to take it to the mayor. Incidentally, a carnival has come in into town. Don't go there. Right, right. Which is saying, by the way, the road to the mayor's house is full of candy. Don't eat any of the candy. Of yeah, course yeah. he's going to go and check out the, the that's like, carnival. That's like putting a lit torch in a pyromaniac's hand. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Carnivals are irresistible at any age. <laughs> They're going to just set fires. They're going to set fires oh, to everything. Oh, got it, got it. I wasn't, oh, I wasn't tracking. Okay, that makes sense. That's tracking. Got it, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> Ryan, in, in, in puppet years, I'm only almost five. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Oh, my God. You're 100 years old? Oh, wait, shit. I'm a little over two. There you go. I know what. All right. Guys, I know what won't clear this up. Let me sing a song. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, there's nothing like a musical with a very few songs that have no emotional drive and no plot furtherance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's always helpful. Yeah. So, I mean, I think in a way, as much as Pinocchio, and we'll talk about this a lot in this movie, how he is a complete dope and a real idiot, dumb, dumb. So is Geppetto and the fairy godmother. They do him dirty throughout most of this movie. Um, as do everybody, many people everybody, everybody's been, he's manipulated. He's easily manipulated. He is such an idiot. Yeah. But like, I kind of, you know, Geppetto should know better. The fairy godmother should know better. They really do him wrong. So of course, and they send him out with this box, he runs into Scalawag, who's a con man, who's mm -hmm. a raccoon, which tracks. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Don't tracks. That tracks. Every time I see a raccoon, I'm like, beware. Ooh, ooh, when they try ooh. to play that nut game, mm -hmm. it's gonna you're gonna lose yeah. the nut. Do not gamble <laughs> they, with this raccoon. Yeah. Just a warning. They naturally look shifty because of the uh -huh. The eye mask. Right. Mm -hmm. Do not yeah. buy a car from this raccoon. Right. He will not give you a good deal. Uh, Ed Asner does the voice. Does a great job. And then he's got a monkey sidekick, mm. Igor, who mm. may or may not have been the inspiration for Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> <laughs> not 100%. <laughs> oh Either gosh. way, I was. I kept thinking... What are you trying to say, movie, by giving him that accent? Yeah, I'm problematic. Really, I'm uncomfortable. Yes. I am yeah. uncomfortable with this. And uh, doing the voice is Frank Welker from Scooby-Doo fame, the guy who did the voice of Fred for many, many years and now currently does the voice of Fred and Scooby-Doo. Hmm. Um, he's the one doing that voice, and it is very like, oh, oh, no. Yeah. It's yeah. Oh, he's like a monkey wearing a fez, so you're like, wait, Oof. are you middle from the middle east or is this a mexican accent i can't it's not also everyone knows that raccoons and monkeys don't get along <laughs> right, right. natural enemies right. in nature i mean that could be you could see that accent be problematic but first of all your first instinct <laughs> is to look at the problematic nature of their mixing two different species uh this they would have just bickered and fought the whole time. So. That's that's the real issue. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. They would have bickered. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't fight each other. They would simply not no, agree they on things. They would just get on each other's nerves <laughs> nonstop. Right. <laughs> right. right. But see, by the time they introduced them, I was so numb because the movie opens on this B character that... You mm -hmm. immediately go, I don't like this character, and I don't know why I'm supposed to care. And w isn't this a Pinocchio movie? Why are we seeing this be? Yeah. So by the time we get to the raccoon and the monkey, I'm like, I don't know. I, I, sure. We, that was Lieutenant Grumblebee, Ugh. who's a, a bumblebee and a lieutenant of the Royal Airbugs. Yeah, and, and yes, Grumpy. His inclusion in this movie is i i don't know and I, I i i have watched this a couple times now and i my memory of him is the one thing i've been able to successfully block <laughs> <laughs> i just don't recall a lot of him i know that it's he gets his stinger caught in a cork for a time yeah, I, 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 I most mm -hmm. of the time he was on screen it was just like i was just like my brain was like <laughs> I must shut off. I cannot take in this information. I there's just too much that yeah. I'm already angry about. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so bad. So like you you don't care about these side characters no. at all. No. Don Knotts' character, you don't care either. No. G. Willikers, and, you're like, oh, this so terrible. Can't is 
completely ineffective. Right. Like everybody yeah. in this movie, but he's particularly ineffective. Yes. And yes. not a likable character either. Yeah. Like, he is nobody like, is likable in this movie. Nobody. Nobody's really given anything. That's what's funny about the B characters. He actually does have a character trait in that he's like a real militaristic guy and he really likes likes to be on his own. And yet I can't stand him. Like <laughs> G. Willikers Don Knotts' character is given almost nothing other than he's constantly trying to tell Pinocchio what to do. And Pinocchio to be fair, he treats him like he treats everyone. He doesn't listen to anybody. Right. <laughs> He's right. given one task. Take this as mayor's office. Oh, okay. Oh, let me trade this uh, instead for a ruby that's fake. Like, he can't do a single thing right. And then, then he doesn't take it to the mayor's office. Never. So, like, he never. never completes a single task. He doesn't complete anything. But then, my thing is, what was Geppetto thinking? What, did you really think he was going to be able to pull this off? Why don't you walk with him? Why don't we both go? Mm-hmm. to drop this off in the mayor's house. It's so important. We're going to get all this money. And he, he, he can't, he can't because I don't know what else he's doing, but he's doing something else. Yeah. He's got other shit going on. He was, there was a, there was a great lunch at the senior center. He wanted to go pick up on <laughs> and you know, there was a little lady there that he was kind of sweet on and thought he would go do that. So he's like, come on, oh, kid, God. get out of the house. You'll be gone for a good hour. This oh, gives me God. time. He, he well, let's just see. This is 1987. What he's got a uh, he's got a Nintendo, so he's just gotten Contra. <laughs> right, up, down, <laughs> right, like, right, right. I put this on pause, and I don't know how long I can walk away. So you take this. <laughs> right. I thought he just wanted to take a nap. You know how tiring oh, it is yeah. to have a one-year-old running oh, yeah, around all sure. the time. No, he just was sure. like, "Yeah, I don't know, go for Especially a walk, a... run an errand. I need a nap." Especially yeah. a one-year-old that talks and can God. eat cake and yeah. walks. Oh, God, yeah, can hold just things, talks and talks. Yeah. Um, so uh, where so then he gets he brings the ruby back. He gets in trouble, and then Pinocchio I, by he I'm saying Pinocchio, and then Pinocchio's like, "Oh, screw it, Geppetto doesn't want me." I just ruined everything, so I'm going to go out on my own. Mm-hmm. Right. Good call. Good and he, call. Yeah, this Good is idea. What, and he chorus, couldn't he could, complete he, one single task in delivering the jewel box, but yeah, try to just you know yeah, he survive gets, alone. He gets angry at himself for like, oh, I guess I'm not a very good boy. So he leaves, sneaks out his window, and goes to the carnival. Doesn't he go to the carnival at that point, or that's when he runs into Puppetino? Puppetino. Yeah, they yeah runs into Puppetino. He runs in Puppetino. So where is where are they at? They're not in the carnival, no. aren't they? Because somehow they end up on a boat, and then they get to the carnival. Or... Yeah, no, that's Wait, later. So that's when he gets is... in the boat with uh, Scalawag. Oh, right, 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 Igor, right, right, right. And they get on the boat because they've rented this. No, boat. so Puppetino. He meets up with down. Puppetino, and Puppetino yeah. saying, "Come to the carnival," and he brings him in and starts playing that song. To try and seduce. I mean, Puppetino is effectively seducing Pinocchio, even though Pinocchio is trying to get his fuck doll. It's, twinkle. It, there, he, there's he really a, there's a, there's a potential three-way that's about to start. But then would, Pinocchio sees that he's actually growing wood and gets paranoid <laughs> and runs off. Oh, no. He starts to become the puppet, and the fairy godmother comes in and is like, fuck, I told you, make good decisions. I told you the one thing I said before I left before I and also said you could turn back into a puppet. See, this is what happens. But so he, what does she do? Does she punish him? Does she try to teach him the error of his ways? No, she just turns it back into a boy. And it's like, okay, cool. You're good. Good. All right. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing. How did Puppetino 
change him back into a puppet. Like that crazy what? song. Yeah, like, I don't that, know. The song that also, transforms how you back. He has that like weird Jack in the Box that he kept cranking yeah. that didn't ever have a Jack come out. Yeah. Also, I how expensive are puppets in this world? That the the most economical way to get a new marionette is to convert children into marionettes. Also, long play carnivals are most enjoyed by children. But if you turn all the children into marionettes, who's coming to your carnival? I just feel like Nobody. he's got a flawed is, business strategy. This is also a nighttime carnival, right? Well, most so, carnivals, you know, the that's good a stuff flawed model. Right? I mean. Something wicked this way comes. It worked. <laughs> um, I yeah. I there's a lot wrong with the whole uh, the whole thing, and I don't understand. God, I wish that I could works. watch something then, wicked this way comes right now. Yeah, that would have been <laughs> wow. That would have been great. Um, and so when she also turns him back, the fairy godmother. She to your point, she saves him and then leaves him again because she keeps leaving him constantly. And she's rough on him yet again because she's like, you took your freedom for granted. How? He left. And in fact, I would say, you know, I would say, you know, he's embracing freedom by going to a puppet show and, you know, trying to see if he can fuck a doll. You know, he's <laughs> like, hey, I'm out. I'm on my own. I'm leaving. I'm, you know, I'm going to go out. Like, he, that's embracing freedom. And by taking it too far because he's only one. So I think that's the problem. But she doesn't give any ground rules. What is taking it yeah. too far? What is what is taking advantage of it? I don't know. Nobody knows. Right. It, this movie never explains it. No. Yeah. Nope. No. I don't know what taking your freedom for granted means. Like, does that mean being a boy? I don't know. We're going to get to it towards the end where they continue to blur this line and it comes up again. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand it even there. But anyway, at this point, G. Willikers is on his own and he goes on a side quest to bring in the bee, I guess, to find Pinocchio again. Right. They're going to go find blur. him together. I'm yeah. going to blur. Right. Yeah. And at this point, the the Pinocchio is back to being a boy, and the and the carnival has moved down river. So Scalawag and Igor suddenly rent like a steamboat and start heading down river. Like, where do they get the money to rent a steamboat? Like if you steamboats were money... really cheap back then, though. I mean, like, <laughs> they're, they're back when? A, when does this take there place? Was, there was practically there were too many. You have supply and demand, Ryan, and there were too many steamboats <laughs> at that time, and so there was too much supply, and not enough demand. So people were practically giving them away oh. because they have a deal. They could take Pinocchio down back to, I, I guess, somehow off screen. They got a deal like if we take Pinocchio down there, we're going to get fifty gold coins, and then we can retire. Yeah, like, I mean that—that's—that that was a ridiculous amount of money back then. Yes, I guess. And they're, guess you so. know, look at their lifestyle. They didn't have a lot of expenses, so I mean, you could totally do fine on fifty gold coins. But, well, and they got rid of that mouse, so they've already—they're already out of mouse, right? So they can't do their shell game anymore. I mean, they there's a whole thing with a fishing an and entire, a giant fish. Uh, I don't know. The whole oh middle God, of this. The giant is, fish. The giant I, fish. Hold What's on. The point? You, we also skipped over the toad that's destroying the bees' town. Don't remember. Trying don't to recall. eat them. Seen it a couple yep. times. Well, don't don't remember. Is yeah. it, it's a bee scene. Don't remember. Ugh. Don't recall. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's you don't remember terrible, the frog? Yeah, it's, it's like, a terrible it's like, bee subplot. That's like, how does again? How does that frog attacking the bee village further the story? It, it it's just like because I don't know. But if, again, I have face blindness for this bee. For Gumblebee? <laughs> it's like, 
I can't. I don't recognize him or any part of his his story yeah, in this film. That's fair. That's fair. Or, but I I don't know what the to your point. I don't know where that how that. I mean, I guess he's trying to get their help to find Pinocchio. But it yeah, doesn't. Grumblebee arguably is the Jar Jar Binks because he flies into his town and everyone's like, "Oh, he's back," just but, like Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Well, you know, actually, this movie's just a lot of Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Jar Jar Binks prequel. It's, it's, it brings together the various Jar Jar Binks of their different communities. And they're all the main characters. I'm sure if, you know, G. Willikers met some other carved out of wood glow, glow bugs, they all would be like, oh, God, G. Willikers is here. Crap. Yeah, I mean, when when we had the frog sequence and then we have the giant fish sequence... The only thing I could think of was this movie is targeted at kids with very low attention spans and they just need to see action all the time. The the plot is inconsequential. Mm -hmm. They're just like, give me something going on right now. I don't need dialogue. I don't need your songs to be complicated. I just want imagery and giant animals and Don Knotts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. And apparently that carnival is way downriver. So they pulled up stakes and reset up downriver very far because it takes them a long time on the steamboat with all the fish, everything else to finally make it down there. But when they do, they finally make it into the carnival, which is the home of the Emperor of the Night, Mm -hmm. who makes a pretty simple proclamation. You go in there and you have a really good time. Mm -hmm. You have the fucking wildest drunkenest night of your life which you know spoiler alert that was my favorite scene because pinocchio goes in there and gets blitzed yeah that's true (laughs) he gets blitzed he literally is getting cups of this liquid that other kids are you know getting these giant you know german steins of and they're like drink it he's like what is it it doesn't matter makes you feel good Oh, we know what that is. <laughs> we know what that is. Uh, and it's the oh, only yeah. consistent part of the movie because if I recall in the first one, he did the same thing. I believe so, right? Uh, gosh. That, yeah. yeah, he starts to drink and yeah. have a good time and yeah, starts yeah, to turn yeah. into the when donkey. When they go to Pleasure Island. Yeah. 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 So, the, like, basically, Pinocchio is a total horn dog. <laughs> he has dog. been from He's the beginning. Horn dog. He's he a... is manipulative and... Or easily manipulated. And if you give him the barest compliment, he'll be like, oh, really? <laughs> like the, and like, hey, oh, uh, did, you comb, did you comb your hair? Nice. Oh, you think so? Mm-hmm. You think I, oh, yeah, I guess I did. I look good, huh? Like, dude, calm down. You are so into you. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also Pinocchio he, is such a dick like that he's such a dick and oh. when you notice when he goes into it that entrance that you know the emperor of the night is 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 pretending to be some other kind of I guess a guy who's rowing a boat or whatever taking them over but the entrance looks exactly like the box that Geppetto made and right you would think that that would register on Pinocchio and it doesn't it's never mentioned he never talks about it mm-hmm. he didn't say a word about it yeah and you know he's a dumb butt he's such a dumb he's such a dummy because he's got his eyes on the prize on what's inside the box he wants to get in the box (laughs) what's in the box um (laughs) can't help myself 
So then he becomes imprisoned there because he gave up his freedom by following his desires. Mm -hmm. Do I not understand freedom? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's what I'm asking myself. Like, what? That's what am I missing? That Mm. I mean, how does following your desires then weaken the fairy godmother? Like, I don't. What is happening? I I don't know. It doesn't. I know it's upsetting. Yep, and. And then is freedom then, is it because he's going to sign himself over? Because the, the, the proclamation gives, uh, as I was saying before, you go in, you have a great time. And then when you leave, you just sign a document and you basically sign your soul away, right? That's essentially, right, right. they're not saying that. This movie is never going to be that clear about anything. No, right? no, no, no. But essentially, that's what they're insinuating. And I'm just taking that on faith. Mm-hmm. And then... Oh, do you can read really? the terms and conditions. Uh, there was one <laughs> right. quick shot that oh, they showed you the yeah. whole terms and conditions. Pause it, read yeah. the terms. Exactly. Yeah. You have to scroll down, and I'm not going to scroll down. Forget that. I just Fair. click yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hit the bu- click the box. Accept. Click accept. I'm good. Opt in. I'm going. Okay, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And that's. I mean, honestly, Pinocchio does even less. He's like, all you have to do is go and have a great time, and then sign this document, and then he unfurls this piece of paper, and he's like, that's it. Yeah, I'm in. I'm like, mm-hmm. you are such an idiot. <laughs> they don't even have to manipulate you. When I say he's easily manipulated, that means like somebody's actually trying. They don't They're have trying. to. Yeah, no, they don't. They just they just show him pictures of things. He's like, yeah, let's do it. I don't. It's care. like it's like a guy yeah. rolls up in a white van to a child, and he oh rolls down the window, and he's like. Hey, kid, and the kid, Pinocchio, immediately interrupts. Is like, hey, what a cool van. I'm going to get a ride. Like, no, wait. Oh, I didn't even have to try. He's in the van. Hooray, I did it. He's on my lap. He's trying to drive. Like, he's just fully, fully immersed. So freedom is, I guess, signing over to the emperor, I guess. Also, why does the emperor allow you, I mean... I can almost kind of see why he's so into it because he allows you a night of just total fun and debauchery and then you sign yourself away. It's like you have to, you get to enjoy the whole night. Yeah. Did you get the whole night? I kind of got the impression you got like an hour. Yeah. Yeah. He does. He messes with the hours. Yeah. He screws you on that. Yeah. Oh God. Classic. Classic villain. But then uh, he is able to escape because in fact, the emperor of the night tells him you get to actually choose your fate. Then why have a contract? What is the point of the contract? <laughs> Nobody respects contracts in this movie is what I'm trying to get at, okay? Because Pinocchio signs it, and then he's like, no, I choose not to do this, which is like... Well, what? that's because in but the contract, you signed it, said, a contract. it said, your fate, uh, your fate will include, but is not limited to. And then he's like, <laughs> oh, I see a loophole here. Yeah, the out is, I choose not to do the contract. And then he's like, no! like Because the emperor had the worst lawyer. The worst lawyer, clearly. Clearly got, he, I mean, Scalawag was probably the lawyer. That's why he knows so much about it. And the whole time Scalawag's going, I'm not a lawyer. He's no, like, no, 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 I, I, I don't know why he keeps calling me lawyer. <laughs> Sorry, lawyer daddy. I don't know why he keeps calling me lawyer daddy. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Uh, that's essentially, I mean, uh, that's where we, that's the end of the movie. Yeah, but then Pinocchio gets powers for how? I, uh, I don't know. It's love. Essentially, <sighs> the movie even goes, I don't know. Yeah. It's love and he makes a choice. Yeah. And the movie gave up on itself. They were like, yeah, I don't know. I guess he chose it's freedom you want. and he just time he's not he's gonna respect freedom. 
and he loves, so he walks into the Ember of the Night, even though he should burn because he's a doll, but he's he doesn't because of love. Who knows? Anyway, happy ending! <laughs> That's what a $10 million budget gets you. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, I don't know. I think it might be time. Yes, we're going to talk about the things we loved and the things we hated about Pinocchio and the Emperor of the Night. Mark, what's something that you loved? <sighs> Erica. Erica, what's something that you loved? I actually loved the animation. I grew up on that style, so sure. I actually loved the look of it. Mm-hmm. Um when I was looking online at the poster and the, you know, like old VHS video box, loved sure. that. Sure. Loved uh, that would have caught my eye. Um, I'd actually never seen this until now, but God, none of us had. Yeah. At, at 1987. Yeah. Or I at, may have never proposed that we do this. <laughs> <laughs> if I had seen this before, yeah, you'd think I would have some restraint or I would have maybe Geppetto both of you by making you watch this, even though I knew something bad would happen. <laughs> so i love that element of it um i also maybe there was something about the character g willikers that i had a real i don't know a real fondness for and i couldn't put my finger on it but then later when in reviewing the cast i was like oh because it was don Knotts. yeah mm-hmm. right exactly oh that's why i liked it so yeah that's well that would be what i i mean i thought things I loved and my notes were mm, ah. <laughs> but eventually I was like well look the cast the cast is yeah. very good now the script is terrible and yeah. the story is dumb and incoherent mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. some of the characters and the character choices are problematic and questionable mm-hmm. but Don Knotts Ed Asner's doing a great job James Earl Jones like honestly probably recorded this from bed into a tape recorder and just was like, <laughs> <laughs> this should be good. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. Um, I'll take my money, please. Thank you. And his you know, voice is just so incredible that. Yeah. Yeah. He just, he, yeah, he probably this didn't was have nothing, to do you know? that many takes. It was like, all right, I'll just do my thing and it'll sound amazing. And you know, then I'll go out to lunch <laughs> and I'll be done. And I'll record it my right. the entire film. Yeah, um, he probably did it at lunch in between bites. <laughs> yeah. And then he would swallow and then just do the next line. <laughs> Look out, Pinocchio. And then like, all right. Oh, dessert's here. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mark, something that you hated. And, uh, you know, try not to go too long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no worries. Um, I really hated the uh, Lieutenant Bumblebee. No, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Uh, G. Willikers. No, no, wait, 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 wait. Wait, hold on. Uh, Igor the monkey. No, 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 I almost got it. Uh, Puppetino. No, 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 no. I, no, I hated all the characters. Hated all of them. Hated uh, every single one of them. There was yep. no one to like in this movie. Nope. Nobody. There's no one. Maybe Twinkle? <laughs> the fuck doll? Yeah. But I mean, I, you know, I mean... Yeah, she's. I mean, she's the purest of everyone. She's the purest of everyone yeah. by just being what she is. You know. Yeah, I mean, she's the one going like, "Wow, I'm in this movie. What happened?" Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I get it. 
And she gets to become a real girl, which I guess she was all along, because mm-hmm. Puppetino just turns I've real turned children her. into yeah. puppets. Yeah. Again, I guess. I'm filling that in. That's, that hit me the second time. Because the first, because I was watching it the second time going, wait, how did he magically turn her into a little girl, a real little girl? Oh, oh she was a little girl. Okay. I put all those pieces together. For the yeah, movie. but he knew that. He knew that the whole time. He could see it. He was hoping. He was yeah. fingers crossed. He knew the way she was carved. <laughs> he can tell. Oh, he can my. tell. Uh, oh my! Erica, something that <laughs> yikes! Something that you hated? Oh man! I think I hated that that, that imagery just now. <laughs> um. Well, yeah. I mean, I agree with all the things we've said so far that we hated. The story's convoluted. It just the whole story was just Pinocchio makes bad decisions over and over and over again. So that was what I hated most. Was it just felt like yeah, Pinocchio's still a dumbass, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. It didn't, but I think really, truly what I hated most of all was the music because I do love musicals and I do love music, but I also love musicals. But what I love about them is, you know, the really good ones further the story. And this one just felt like, oh, we could use a little music here or maybe we can sell the soundtrack to this or sell it to children somehow if there's music in it. It just, it didn't make any sense. It wasn't very good. I was cracking up in the trailer because one of the songs that they use is just that like, um, what are those things called? Harmonica, not harmonicas, but the uh, like a kazoo. Kazoo. Right? It's just like yeah. the kazoo song where it's like. <laughs> I'm like, that's not uh, what. Like even I feel like even a child would be like, okay, any minute now, like we're gonna get to the words. Nope, no, just kazoo song. It didn't. You were making a motion with your hand. It looked like you were putting a large chocolate in your mouth, an invisible piece of chocolate. And I didn't. I'm glad Mark said kazoo because I was like, I have no idea what this hand. How do you hold a kazoo? Two syllables. Two syllables two starts hands. with. Do you hold a kazoo with two you hands? You were like this, like, like you know, one of these, and you were like opening your mouth. I'm like, what? I you're, hold a kazoo between eating... my finger and my thumb, and I kazoo it. I put a foot through. Put a giant gumball. Like I don't know what. No, I hold a gumball like a pincher, like a crab. I don't hold it. Like a cube of chocolate, like I, I do my kazoo. Well, yeah. I guess that just anyway. goes to show you Ryan's seen me ingest more chunks of chocolate than he has toot on my kazoo. <laughs> and I got you an excellent kazoo, and it's just sitting in its kazoo holder on the kazoo stand. I know. In just your kazoo corner. Being and- wasted. Being wasted. Um, <laughs> With the 50 other kazoos I've given you throughout the years. I Yeah, but... It, I agree with Mark too. I didn't care for a lot of the other characters. I felt I felt it was unnecessary. Igor was unnecessary. Unnecessary. In almost yeah. every way. Totally. It really could have just been handled by one. There were already, you know, you already have the emperor who's this mysterious, you know, deep, dark voice, and you're hearing it, you know, when he first comes in town with the carnival, and then you've got Puppetino, who's you just know is evil because he's got the shifty eyes and the mustache and the crazy suit um and it so i felt like we could have just we we had scalawag that would have been enough yeah igor was so unnecessary mm-hmm. he added nothing he wasn't funny enough to be like the funny sidekick and he wasn't 
his name was Igor and he wasn't creepy enough or weird mm-hmm. enough to offer right. that element. It just felt random. His yeah. whole presence felt yeah. random. It's you just... took a lot of umbrage with Grumblebee. I took a lot of umbrage with Igor. No, that's fine. No, no. I mean, I just don't remember Grumblebee at all. I just, that's just, that, that my memory of him at all in this movie is he very felt, hazy. Grumblebee to me felt like one of the, like maybe he was, he started out and I thought he was going to be like the, the parent touchstone throughout. Like, there is no parent touchstone. But there's no parent this. touchstone. There's so you're none. thinking if parents are taking their children to see this, initially I thought, oh, Grumblebee, he's going to be our guy. He's going to be the kids these days. <laughs> Puppet boys, am I right? Right. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. No. <laughs> no. No. No, I mean, I don't know what taking your does, kids but... to see this in a theater? Mm. I think they would be bored out of their minds if they watched this. Yeah. Oh. And believe me, they will watch any old piece of shit that's out there, <laughs> but... This, I think they would be bored. Yeah, I read it some some uh, people's comments on Letterboxd where they were like, this will give your kids nightmares. And I'm like, w- it will? Because <laughs> they'll think that, I guess, all movies have gone bad. Like, there's they're, no other hope for me. Because they're going to be like, oh, God, what if mom and dad make me watch that movie again? <laughs> I think it will give them nightmares because they will have like, the same concern as Ryan. And they'll be like, what is freedom? <laughs> right. I don't what do I understand do? anymore. Dude, just, or you just become a nerd. You're like, I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm confused. Just... What are the rules? You become a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> which may be good depending on the kind of kid you have <laughs> oh, i agree with everything you guys said so i will only say this i also hated puppetino i could have done without that and i realized that he's just kind of the middle bad guy before you get to the main bad guy which then i will say okay so you're saving the reveal even though mm-hmm. you get a little bit of the voice of james Earl jones at the beginning but you're saving him for the big reveal which is this apparently giant four-armed, you know, demon, night demon. demon. Right. I have no idea. Yeah. And I'll tell you, like, if you are like, oh, gosh, that's nightmares, then you scare very easily because that was not, <laughs> like, that, I was like, this is not a great reveal of anything cool. This is like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, I assumed that's who you're going to be, mm-hmm. you know, like, I just was like, why, if you're holding off a character introduction that far, it's because we're you're trying to give it a lot of power. Mm-hmm. But also, people don't talk about the Emperor in the meantime. Nobody's really chit-chatting about him. He just sort of shows up as a different person and then reveals himself to actually be something evil, which we already know he is. So it just, like, all of that construction of the bad guy just completely fell apart. And then, at that point, it became a negotiation, which was so stupid, which also ended up being, oh, well, you can either, you can make a choice. Which anyone, I feel like the Emperor gets nobody. He never gets anybody's soul. He, The only person was Twinkle. That's the only person they were ever successfully managed to get. Mm-hmm. Because like everybody, all Twinkle didn't realize, oh, I can just choose to not be in this hellish land uh, situation. Like, oh, that's it's just that simple? I, okay, I choose not to. Oh, shit. I mean, how many towns do they go to? And they're like, god damn it. You can't get anyone. They all choose not to be in this shitty situation. There's Why a, do we create that as a loophole? There's a there's a post credit scene that was cut out where where the emperor meets with his boss, who's like in a retrospective, and it's like, what did we learn from this negotiation? What could we have done differently? <laughs> I don't know. Get a different lawyer. Scallywag's like, oh. I was never a lawyer to begin with. I told him that. 
All right, let's get to our favorite scene. I've already tipped what mine was. It's when Pinocchio gets real drunk. Mark, did you have a favorite scene or what was it? Um, I'm going to have to go with the fish scene just because it comes out of nowhere. It doesn't make any sense. Yep. And yet I could imagine if I was young enough and when I saw this, I'd be like, wow, that's that's cool. That's interesting. I didn't see that coming. And I'd be actually entertained by it. I mean, you, I, you didn't I would see think a like giant you, fish coming in a Pinocchio movie. I that was not something that you thought might be. <laughs> and a I, and I couldn't help but think at, at my age now, like if you had taken this scene and put it in a different movie, maybe about fish or fishing, it could have been a very good scene. It, so, I remember it being a great it. scene in the original Pinocchio yeah. when it was a whale. <laughs> when it was and a it made whale, sense. they made a ride out of it. In <laughs> fact, it's such a good scene. <laughs> Funny, I've looked for that for the fish version of that at Disney, and I, I don't think they ever yeah, made that they one. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't. Nope. Uh, Erica, your favorite scene? Honestly, my favorite scene is the very opening scene when the carnival is getting set up. Oh because, yeah, that's a good call. Um, not only does it completely not pay off later, sure, but sure, but it, it gives you a promise. Of... It gives you a promise of something very spooky and creepy, and I kind of loved how secrets and the... nimsy almost yeah. uh, like it had that kind of like, ooh, is this maybe this it is gives you hope. Be spooky? Yeah, it gives yeah, you hope. it made me feel right. like, ooh, this is going to be. It a will creepy... dash at that song, yes, like, instantly dash at the fairy godmother yes. song. I think hmm. that that. Uh, Definitely, once I heard that first Fairy Godmother song, I was like, oh, no, this isn't what I thought. <laughs> I thought this was going to be kind of like a, you know, a dark crystal kind of, you know, like mm -hmm. a darker, like a little bit scary cartoon, oh, creepy yeah. cartoon. And it, and it wasn't. But that's still my favorite scene because it is so dark and that ship yeah, comes in and there's just the red mm -hmm. light. And mm -hmm. then the carnival starts building itself. And right. you're like, oh, my right. gosh, that is the coolest part. This you're is right. creepy. Yeah, yeah. I, I so, actually take back my favorite scene, and I'm yeah. gonna go with Erica on this one. I'm that, still that gonna say Pinocchio scene. getting drunk, but um, oh, you're yeah, wrong. But, that's wrong. <laughs> yeah, close second. But this does make me think, man, if they had Pinocchio going up against the Skeksis, that would have been something. <laughs> that really would have been cool. Could have just lied and grown his nose into a sword and just pew pew stab, <laughs> and then he would have gotten out his kazoo <laughs> and been like. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry, was that a block of cheese you were chewing on? <laughs> also <laughs> something he's seen more than me play the kazoo, me nibbling on a block on of cheese. On a block of cheese. <laughs> How was work, honey? Um, all right, uh, final questions. Let's get into our final questions for Pinocchio, the Emperor of the Night. Do you think Jiminy Cricket and G. Willikers get together after a long day and bitch about how hard it is to be Pinocchio's sidekick? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he doesn't listen to a word I say. <laughs> I think at Jiminy Cricket's house, it's like, ring, ring, burp. Hey, it's uh, G. Willikers again. Um, <laughs> I know you're home. I'm outside. <laughs> and Jiminy like, Cricket's just turning off the light like, right. Yeah, he's got a <laughs> he's got a bunch of people over. Everyone, he's like, shh, shh, shh. it's G, Just, everybody, it's G, it's G. Shut the fuck up for five minutes, and you'll go away. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want to see Jiminy Cricket saying, shut the fuck up, everyone. <laughs> Grumblebee's in there. Like, oh. <laughs> oh, I do declare. I opened up this. Is that what he sounded like? No. I can't. It's no, not. I don't know. It is not. I don't know. I can't. I don't, I don't remember him. 
Um, so what does the fairy godmother do when she leaves? Like laundry, some like grocery shopping. Does she have other godsons to deal with? I hope not. Because <laughs> she is not a strong like authority figure or parental figure in his life. So I hope she does not have other. Is she just because it because is she just like taking a nap like you mentioned because she does sound very sleepy. Is I it... hope so. I hope she just dissolves and then she's kind of like in a dissolved like um uh, like an alien where they have to go to sleep because it's going to be a really long time until they're in those capsules. <laughs> is that a good analogy? I think she's part of Child Protective <laughs> Services. And so she has like a whole case, just a case full of kids that she's, or, uh, or, or marionettes that she's, she's going to check. Popping in and being like, well, Pinocchio's okay, but I lost Twinkle. She's, <laughs> she's full marionette just i don't know I mean, if that is true and there and she is in that kind of organization who is the internal affairs department of the fairy godmothers because they need to look into her because she is really not doing her job well <laughs> yeah i mean certainly they need that yes her boss uh needs to check in more but obviously side, she's got a, she's say, got a fairly significant caseload and she can't be bothered so i mean Clearly. that's what i'm taking away from this mm. Uh, by also, the way, never... but by the way, the fairy godmother um, was originally going to be voiced by Shirley Jones, who was the mom of the Partridge family, and she left mid-production. For a minute there, I thought you were talking about the lead singer of Garbage. I was like, what? <laughs> God, that song would have been way better right. if it had. Been, like, been, yeah, I know. Would have been fucking really rad. good. She was oh. like. I'm sorry, I can't be in this because I'm only happy when it rains. Nice. So. Nice. Oh, nice call. Nice call. Nice. Um, nice call. But anyway, uh, so she she leaves mid-production, and they just they turn to Ricky Lee Jones. I I mean, what? I don't I don't why did was she already the one singing the song? I don't I have no clue. But anyway, she fills in the voice of the fairy godmother, which is really honestly. Why didn't Frank step in? <laughs> Right, he's a real talent. Right. Well, he could have just popped in and been probably, like, Ooh, he might have made another really heart. problematic choice with the voice for the fairy god. Yeah, really. You know. Um. All right, um, guys, isn't Tom Bosley great? Oh, yeah. <laughs> always, yeah. always great. Lad great. has come up with a way to really handle kitchen garbage with these tall kitchen garbage bags with handles built right in. Glad handle tie bags. This tough puncture resistant bag has handles that you can tie in a knot. So no more twist ties. And the handles make it easy to lift and carry. Get a handle on your garbage with Glad handle tie bags. <laughs> that really says a lot of uh, about how far we've come with trash bags. Right. Mm-hmm. I know. That's it. We got the handle tie bag and we just stopped. Yeah. <laughs> trash bag technology was like, that's it. You know what? Like. You know, we are a generation that doesn't even remember how we had to do the twist ties. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like well, that's how far we've come. Our kids will never know that. They'll never know what it was like. You had to take a bag and you had to twist all the way and then use a twist tie and cross your fingers that the ba- open bag of garbage or the bag of garbage wouldn't open up right mm-hmm. on right on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've come so far. Thanks to Tom Bosley. <laughs> all to Tom Bosley. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. <laughs> um. From here, does Pinocchio go on a lifelong journey of trying to turn pe- puppets into people? Yeah, I bet. 
Until he gets sidetracked by another mission he can't complete. He will right. never accomplish that. Or another carnival. <laughs> Even if it is or something he wants to do. Yeah. I mean, any any distraction. Or that anything. children's jungle juice that he got totally wasted on. <laughs> <laughs> he just had one red hand. That was total. Yeah. Complete, into the that trash was moonshine. Bin. Gotta oh. be. Because he has a sip. And children's he was like, moonshine. I'm wasted. Mm-hmm. Um. I, we sort of touched on this, but how lucrative do you think this carnival is? Is is or is that even the goal? Is it a nonprofit? I don't think money's the goal. I think turning people into puppets is kids the goal. kids into puppets. Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. main goal. Yeah. That's the the that's or teaching kids the nuances of freedom. <laughs> there it is. Oh. All right, guys, let's end this debate right here. Mm -hmm. Who fixed everything in this movie, the fairy godmother or Pinocchio? Mm. 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 What do you mean by fixed? (laughs) I think I'm going to say the fairy godmother fixed it because when Pinocchio ran into the emperor and essentially sacrificed himself because he was wooden at that point and he would have been burned up i guess by the flames i think she then was like oh crap i can't lose another one and like snapped back into action and was like oh let me write the ship i was asleep so i'm gonna say her she was covering her tracks okay mark Mm -hmm. um i'm gonna go with erica on this one i think erica really uh i mean she understands the challenges of being a social worker Sure. which the fairy godmother essentially is and and she was she was overworked uh she took her eyes off the prize mm-hmm. and was like listen i'm gonna make this one right yeah and stepped in when she needed to like yeah. a good social worker does mm-hmm. this question sounded like it was you know just your opinion but it actually there is a right answer and the answer is tom bosley oh of course the trouble with the average bargain trash bag is that what goes in doesn't always stay in. That's the one I remember because I always loved that sound effect. I was like, ah, there's like an elephant because he was the stepping on it. steps on the bag of garbage. But the sound effect was so like, like it was yeah. so fun, but really he was like crushing that trash bag. But you really see that elephant really put its weight on that trash bag and you're like, holy shit. <laughs> All right, um, let's move on to our research real quick. Um, don't have a ton to say here, but we will mention, of course, it was, this, is, this isn't a lie, it was released on Christmas 1987 mm. in 1,182 theaters. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which feels like a lot. It does. It really does. <laughs> it really feels like a lot. Um, ju- now, this course is released after Flowers in the Attic. Oh. Which we uh, also recorded an episode about this year. We sort of inadvertently decided to do a bunch of movies from the end of 1987 <laughs> this year, which we didn't mean to do. But Flowers in the Attic was in November. Hellraiser was like the two months before that. And this is before the telephone opens in January 1988. And as we had mentioned in other episodes, 87 seems to have a good run. This one, notwithstanding. This is when things started to tip. But then they go into the telephone and they start to like really, they did not have a, a stacked 1988 <laughs> right. ready for like 
you know, uh, Hellraiser and everything that happened in 87. They were not prepared. This was released by New World, but obviously it was made by Filmation, as we've mentioned. It was an animation studio that at the time was busy making He-Man cartoons and She-Ra. But they've been making animated shows since the 1960s, such as The Adventures of Superman and Star Trek The Animated Series. Um, They were, at the time, also making a Ghostbusters animated series, but not that Ghostbusters animated series. Mm. They had actually made an original uh, uh, cartoon called The Ghostbusters. So when they actually were going to make the movie in 1984... Columbia had to give, like, had to pay them money to be able to use the hmm. name Ghostbusters. They attempted to do different names, which is why there actually is footage of Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd when they do the commercial for the Ghostbusters. They 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 did a bunch of other names because they weren't sure they were going to get the rights to say the oh, name okay. Ghostbusters. Um, but they paid the money. So once the movie was a hit, they started on their. They started. Let's do another version of that series, the Ghostbusters that nobody knows. And everyone's excited for Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd and everybody with the Ghostbusters 1984. So anyway, that's what they were doing. That's this kind of company that Filmation is. Um, they obviously thought this was going to be a big hit. And so did New World because they had either an $8 million or a $10 million budget. Uh, on Wikipedia, it's going to say $10 million. IMDb says $8 million. An article I found about the movie... Um, on AFI also says eight million. Who knows? Eight to eight to ten million dollars for this movie feels like a way too much money way and a too much. ton of money. And I have to think that a lot of that money had to go to the talent because yeah. there's a yeah. stacked amount of talent. The animation is fine, and you know, as Eric was saying, I I like that animation too. I'm used to it, even mm-hmm. though it does look, you know, to our modern eyes, a tad choppy and whatnot. But it, it's what I grew up seeing, uh, so it doesn't. It's I'm very comfortable with that. But uh, I, you can't think they're doing all these other animated shows. It couldn't have cost that much, and it does not look too far from mm-hmm. some of the animated shows they did at the time. So this was going to be a part, though, of Filmation's new classics collection, oh. which they announced in '84 or '85, and it was uh, called, according to the press release. Quote, the most prestigious project in the nearly quarter century of filmation. Sequels that will warm the hearts, chill the spines, and tickle the funny bones of audiences everywhere. (laughs) This one managed to not do any of those. (laughs) Yeah. Basically, the plan was to make sequels to mostly, but not entirely, but mostly Disney films. They had titles like The New Adventures of Pinocchio, which became Pinocchio and the Emperor of the Night. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfels. Oh, wow. The Challenge of Cinderella. <laughs> oh, yes. God. Yeah. Which they made. They did make oh, successfully God. after this. The only New, other... Did New World put that one out? No. That became, it, it didn't get released. It was made in 89, but it wasn't released until 93. It was released straight to video. So The Challenge of Cinderella, Bambi Prince of the Forest, 20 Million Leagues Across the Universe. Oh. And more. And so they're all just like tweaks on titles and same characters there's basically like around 11 titles they announced of characters and they did this one and then the next one it it does become it's snow white but it becomes happily ever after is what it was called Mm -hmm. um uh and of course disney sued once filmation (laughs) made this announcement they were like um yeah let's not do that um (laughs) (laughs) 
And <laughs> how did you not think? Yeah. How did you think like <laughs> no, nah, it's totally cool. No, because it's a sequel. They're cool. like, they're no, chill. They're super they're chill, chill about this stuff. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. The copyright uh, in, in terms of this one is is still based on the original The Adventures of Pinocchio story by Carlo Collodi. So that's also the basis though. I mean, it's a, it says inspired by because I'm like there's no way any of the shit was in that original book. I'm sure they used most of it for the Disney film, but um, so Disney sued uh, and they settled a copyright infringement suit out of court in February, 1987. Um, And they don't, I don't know what, to what end they never revealed what that was. And they also fired, they had 50 bucks, right? (laughs) Well, I don't know what they must have promised Disney to make Disney back off, but they had to. No, but they were like, we only have $50. Right. I'm serious. (laughs) You can can check everywhere. Um, And I have this, this jeweled box. And, and Disney had also, not only that, did they sue him going, hey, you can't make all these movies off Disney characters. They also tried to file an injunction to stop them from making this movie. But a judge denied it. And imagine how much our lives would have been better if that judge had said, sure, let's just, <laughs> yeah, let's just have him not make that Pinocchio movie. That would be great. Uh, the judge we, should have read the script. <laughs> and then right. made his decision. Let me just take tonight and read this script and let me just see. Yeah. And he could have gonna come back going, no, no, don't make this movie. This movie would suck. Um, by the way, just to talk about New World's part of this, because we sort of briefly touched on this, they're advertising for this. New World Pictures is distributing the musical, this the animated musical. I'm reading this off of a, a, a again from the AFI article that I found. They did not have many merchandising tie-ins. The, the traditional way that animated movies were marketed to kids. And they were only going to spend $4 million on television and print advertising campaigns. So it was pretty low advertising budget. Mm-hmm. So what New World did is they decided to promote the film through Pinocchio-themed activity boxes included in kids' meal packages at the Jack in the Box fast food chain. So you got to think, they created all these characters in this movie. Like, we're talking about most of them being unnecessary. But they're making them so you'd make dolls yeah. and toys and junk mm-hmm. and of course. all this shit. Of course. And New World was like, eh, we don't really want to throw a lot of money at this shit. Maybe because they'd seen the movie. I don't know. But yeah. um, And good thing that they decided to instead give away toys at uh, Jack in the Boxes. Because Jack in the Boxes are everywhere in this country. <laughs> <laughs> right. They're like, that ought to satisfy the West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, additionally, prior to its Christmas Day release, they did free Saturday morning screenings of the movie, which was held in in 22 cities <laughs> earlier in the month. And in conjunction with the Toys for Tots charity, they, uh, they they admitted people to these screenings if they gave $5 of a new unwrapped toy, of at least $5. And then you get in free to see this movie, which I don't know how that is a great... I don't know if that's exactly great marketing, but that's what they did. That's how hard they worked on this movie. They were too busy going, "Ah, we don't have time for this. Now we're Hellraiser. We're Hellraiser (laughs) Incorporated. We don't care about Pinocchio and the Emperor of the Night. But anyway, uh, the filmation did eventually like shut down. They sort of shuttered. Though in 2016, their library, which went through several different, I looked up a bunch of who owned it and blah, 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 blah. But eventually... In 2016, DreamWorks Animation bought their library, the Filmation Library, 
for $3.8 billion. Wow. So, happily ever after, indeed! Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, Filmation. I don't know who's getting that money at this point. I don't know who owns it at that point, but that's a lot of money for their library. Indeed. But that is the end of Pinocchio and the Emperor oh. of the Night. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Tell us what you thought of this movie if you have seen this movie. If you have not seen this movie and you've made it to the end, you don't need to see this movie. We did it for you. You're fine. Don't worry about it. Um, but we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you get a chance, please rate and review us. If you get a chance, it really does help us out. Also, make sure you subscribe. And we will see you next time on the New World Pictures Podcast. Bye, everybody.